0: Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Goldmaking, presented by Darkshore Capital. My name is Andrew, and today is July 19th, 2021. In this episode, we're going to keep things pretty brief, with a brief overview of what's been going on in the past week and what the plans are for the next week, take a look at a little bit of news, and do a couple of questions. So, first off, what have I been up to? Well, over the last week, we've been doing our standard Burning Crusade gold making things, which include buying up limited supply recipes to resell in the auction house, making sure I get my tailoring cooldowns done, uh, and doing some max level questing in order to get all that free gold that's just sitting there on the map after you hit max level. In retail, I've been working on selling off legendary materials and raid consumables that I've had stockpiled up since before 9.1. As far as tailoring cooldowns go, the only big change this week has been... um, mooncloth the primal mooncloth is starting to really not be super valuable i think it's down to about a five gold uh, profit to do the whole crafting thing and when you know you're spending upwards of <clears throat> um, 30 40 gold just to get the materials it's almost really not worth it at that point so i've stopped doing that one um, i like to try to sell the cooldown to somebody else who has the materials but uh even that really isn't going to be a huge gold maker going forward uh next week i've got my eyes on doing some fishing in the burning crusade i think there's some opportunities to make some some good gold with fishing and it's an activity that can be done uh, somewhat afk under the right circumstances uh, which can be useful for trying to make a little bit of extra profit in the downtime Uh, another one blocker i did want to talk about this week is volatility in the boe epic market in retail world of warcraft so, if you are not aware, of course, the uh, latest patch uh, was released a couple weeks ago, and the mythic raid has been released, and people are starting to get BOE drops from the raid, and the yeah, basically the volatility on these things is out at, like it's just insane. Um, I was I've been searching, tries trying to get a sense of the market, and some of the mythic BOEs uh, have TSM market prices of around eight million gold, which is ridiculous, but then they're you know listed up for two million gold so they have just these huge huge swings in prices uh, my suspicion is that we'll just need uh, a few weeks for things to really settle down and unless some just absolutely bonkers deal comes your way basically we're, t- we're talking like tsm sniper style deals uh, it's probably best to be staying away from those for the time being but uh yeah i'm gonna keep my eyes on them and hopefully we'll get to a point where we can start doing some flipping to actually make some gold with them All right, so we're going to take a look at the token price across the EU and the US. Excuse me. So uh, over the past week, we had a low of 234,000 gold uh, on the EU side and a high of around 253,000 gold. So if you're looking to purchase a token for use over the next uh, week, I would aim to buy somewhere around the 230 gold, 230,000 gold range, and if you're looking to sell a token, uh, I'd look to aim somewhere in the 250,000 gold range. If you're on the European server, for the US servers, we have a low of 167,000 gold, a high of 185,000 gold. Uh, those, of course, being the price targets. If you're looking to buy a token, 167,000 gold is your price target. If you're looking to sell one, you're going to look for 185,000. Not a huge change overall from the last week. Uh, I think that's about to be expected. No huge changes. The only real difference from last week to this week has been the release of uh, the mythic difficulty of the newest raid, which uh, you know, in theory, you could see some people, you know, wanting to sell some tokens to get a little bit of extra gold. But I think most of the people who are truly serious about raid progression have been prepared enough, at least uh, with enough gold going into this that they're not needing to kind of emergency buy tokens and therefore uh, influencing the price of it too much one way or another. Uh, Yes, kind of a light news week uh, on the gold making side of things at least. Uh, The only real piece I could pick out from all the various things going on in the World of Warcraft at the moment, is we have confirmation that the Brutusar auction house mounts has been added to the unclaimed black market auction house containers. Uh, If any of you are not aware, there's an auction house in World of Warcraft that's an NPC-driven thing, and it periodically just puts up very either rare or unobtainable otherwise items up for auction. And one of those items is a unclaimed container which is basically just a random chance of getting anything that could pop up on the black market auction house and up until now we didn't actually have confirmation that the the long boy mount could show up in these unclaimed containers but there was a blue post and now we know for sure so if you're feeling really lucky you could and you still don't have an auction house mount there's one way you could maybe high roll and get one for cheap Uh, so no changes item wise on the bullish and bearish screen this week uh, in the bullish column, I still have <coughs> Shadowlands legendary materials and raid consumables highlighted, since those are kind of the hot commodity at the moment, at least in my opinion. Uh, alongside those, still very you know good things to do for gold making: uh, callings and mission tables in retail. If you're in the Burning Crusade, and you know in retail as well, make sure you're doing your cooldowns for any professions you have. Uh, any cooldown that you leave, uh, not on cooldown, is basically just leaving free money on the table. Uh, boosting for both mythic plus and torghast i think the pve boosting is a perfectly legitimate way to make gold and i think it's a very good way to make gold if you enjoy also playing the game Uh, so yeah i'm gonna leave that one in the bullish column for now obviously there's some issues uh, with you know the patch being so soon and gear being a potential problem that it might not be the most accessible thing for everyone at the moment, but as time progresses, it of course becomes more accessible. And then, lastly, Callings is always a very solid way to just make some gold in retail World of Warcraft. Uh, You just go play the game and you are rewarded with gold. It's wonderful. In the middle column, my question mark column, we're still going to have Ghost Iron Ore. Uh, Raid BOEs, again, with the volatility on those really up in the air, I would definitely like Approaches with a lot of caution. Then, of course, evergreen gold-making methods. Um, Depending on what your preparation for 9.1 was, this one could actually be a bit more of a bullish one, since um, if you did not have anything particularly prepared, falling back on your old reliable stuff is always going to be a useful and reliable way to make gold. Um, And then briefly to recap the bearish column, we have anything that just doesn't require a whole lot of effort to get up and running when it comes to crafting, Um, is really not the greatest place to be. It just requires a lot more effort to really kind of eke out any kind of profit. And it becomes much more about what price can you acquire your raw materials at as opposed to uh, can you actually perform the act of crafting things. So things like Shadowlands Alchemy, Shadowlands Enchanting, are both very, very easy to level and get up to max level. Therefore, anyone who has any interest in doing these whatsoever can do them with very minimal amounts of work and investment. So... You're basically just in the game of how cheap kind of get the materials uh, raw gold farms again really just not the best these days um spending gold on a profession without a plan of what you're going to do with it definitely would not recommend doing that since a lot of professions can involve very heavily gold investments as well as time investments depending on what you're going for and if you don't really have a plan for why you're doing that you're just going to be wasting your money and your time and Then, lastly in the bearish column i do have the burning crusade flipping which is not one I ever really predicted being in there, but having watched the markets pretty closely for the past month or two since Burning Crusade has been out, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for arbitrage when it comes to buying low and selling high in Burning Crusade. At least not with the materials that I've been watching. The markets are very efficient, so uh, making money by you know being a market maker is really not a not a very viable way to make a lot of gold. At least not that I found. Maybe if you get into some of the higher-end BOEs, there could be some chance there, but even that. uh, I think that the the market for people actually buying those is is pretty small since they're very expensive and gold is quite hard to come by uh, in the Burning Crusade Classic. Cool, so let's do a couple of questions. Uh, Number one, how are Veiled Augment Runes crashing so hard? Uh, This was a question I pulled uh, from the WoW Economy Reddit and it's actually one that I had for myself as well because uh, along with all the materials and consumable selling I've been doing in retail World of Warcraft since 9.1, the one thing that really kind of confused me was Augment Runes have just absolutely tanked. <clears throat> I think my cost basis for them was around 500 gold, and they're selling for 200, 300 gold, maybe, on my realm at the moment. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty huge loss, actually. And um, the general consensus seems to be that Uh, access to mission tables and runes from the mission table is probably the main source of this. I was also speculating that perhaps augment runes being sort of like a luxury consumable could also factor into this. You know, maybe there's not so many people out there who just feel like they absolutely have to have augment runes, or maybe their raid doesn't require it, so they're not, you know, going to spend an arm and a leg to buy them. Um, That's also a possibility. And then yeah i mean maybe again with the mission table having lots of augment runes available supply is just uh, seems to have gone up or maybe blizzard tweaked the numbers in 9.1 i don't know but um sometimes you win sometimes you lose even with things that seem to be a surefire win there's no guarantee of success so let it be a lesson to, to all that uh be careful what you invest in and diversify because again this is one out of many things that i had prepared for 9.1 um and you know it's the only one that's actually lost money so far. So overall, still pretty happy. All right, then secondly, another question. Is there gold to be made with excess enema? It's kind of a weird question. I don't really know how uh, one would really come across excess enema, but um, it's possible to do and Retail World of Warcraft. Um, the one thing that somebody pointed out on the Reddit was you can technically buy just uh, gear with enema, and that's, this is like the, uh, the, the order hall set. I always call it the order hall. This is the covenant sets um, that you can get that you get while doing the campaign. Um, those, you know, sell for some amount of gold. And uh, if you're an enchanter, you could potentially disenchant them if you're going to get more money for the crystal. Um, so yeah, so that's one way you can technically convert excess anima into to gold. Uh, My recommendation, however, is that you shouldn't really be looking at doing anything like that until you've gotten your mission table to be self-sufficient. I believe it's possible for you, once you've got all your Sanctum upgrades unlocked and everything, to get uh, to the point where you're actually net positive on anima gains from just running all your mission table missions. And until you get to that point, I think it's best to stockpile your anima and use it to get all your followers leveled up and all your missions unlocked. So that's my advice when it comes to um, people who have way too much anima. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, I do have a couple things I wanted to mention at the end of the video uh, regarding things on the channel. Um, So I know I've been sort of hemming and hawing on it for a little while now, but there will be a new hedge fund video this week actually gotten some recordings for it obviously been talking about it in the weekly updates with all of the selling of raw materials so look for that later this week should have enough footage to put together an episode and i do have another another new series in the works as well not quite ready to release any information about that other than the fact that it's coming so get excited it's gonna be something a little bit different than what we usually do so hopefully it'll be fun Thank you ever so much for watching, for listening, for your continued support. Uh, If you haven't uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel or whatever podcasting platform you are currently listening on, I would love it if you could give me a little bit of support there. It always helps out. And if you have any questions, comments, you can leave a comment on the YouTube video. You can find me on Twitter. And you can always send me an email, darkshorecapital at gmail.com. I think that's it for all of the busy work we have to do at the end. So yeah, have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time.